You are listening to KZSM.org, True Community Radio, San Marcos, Texas, 104.1 LPFM. And we have got in the studio here Mr. Mitchell Blair, and he has got Mitchell. Why don't you introduce Garrett for us here and tell us a little bit about him. All righty. So I've been going to Modern Day Modern Day Hemp Dispensary for a while for their jam nights on Tuesdays. And on Wednesdays, I go to the porch a lot for their jam nights because I wrap myself in music like a blanket. And uh, I, without failure, I see Garrett here almost just about every single time I go. And it went from like over the summer to into the fall, and now we're about to go into winter. And you know, I've played with him, I've jammed with him, I've sang with him. He's played a number of instruments, and I've been wanting to have him on the show for a while. But coordinating a good work schedule, time, workaround has not been easy. So, Garrett, tell me a little about yourself and just kind of who you are. Well, I'm from San Antonio. I've been living in Austin for 10 years. Just moved to San Marcos um, because fell in love with uh, San Martian Studios. Um, really, it was uh, Maddie Ava who started the um, jam originally, and then Magnus kind of took it over and kept running it. And he's a little busy now with his music, so now it's he's letting me close the shop now. Now it's in Garrett's hands. So if y'all ever want to jam, if y'all ever want to vibe to some really good music. Hit up Garrett or come on down to the Modern Day Hemp for some really cool blues and Jews and lots of cool things to do. Um, Why don't you let him jam for a little bit? Honestly, yeah. We're going to let him do him for a little bit. So, please. Getting spookier each time of year I thought the boogeyman was gone when I grew old here Seems like he's growing closer to me The older I get, the more I know, the more I see Boogeyman is next to me Thank you. 
moon I'm alone just to say Where the tone must go In you kidding me that was gorgeous like y'all this was not the song like he didn't just like oh yeah i practiced this for hours and hours like he just came on it's like midnight past midnight right now seriously that was freaking awesome where did you, you. develop your love and passion for music um i think you know every musician you know comes down to suffering you know I think the best musicians are some of the ones who have suffered the most or not that I've suffered a lot but um, I guess what I'm trying to say is that the more alone time you have you know with yourself to play music the better outcomes you're gonna so do you find you write more after you've gone through like a sad period in your life or you know stress something's happened you know more of that or do you like to write when hey things are going good you're happy right you know is that absolutely and you know, music to me is for healing and you know I'm I play the music so I can heal myself but also it turns into something I can share with others <clears throat> I think that's kind of like the beauty of music is I've I've really enveloped myself in the in the realm of music just because I you know haven't maybe lived as long as the people I'm sitting next to but I think we all have our own types of suffering and our own types of pain that we go through whether that's alone or with family or with friends or just life and so the 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 I think it really draws it out of you and kind of puts it on a spotlight to where it's not only for you but also for others which I think is beautiful so Mitchell did you notice Garrett's uh, guitar over here okay he is this has had some wear and tear okay I always love looking at the musicians with their with their instruments because it, it is it's part of you can tell this is part of him okay now you got the sticker here look you, that's that's had some wear you've been hitting that thing hard right <laughs> so yeah. tell us tell us about your guitar tell us about the sticker tell everybody about that I mean they can't um, I, see that on the I air so give them a description in South Austin on Lamar um, it's, it's called music it's just called music I think. And um, they have a bunch of acoustic equipment in there, and you know, it just seemed like the right place to find 
an acoustic guitar that suited me. Because, you know, you could try them all, but, you know, it doesn't matter which brand it is, but which one's going to resonate So did you buy this new or you? used? Had somebody, new, brand okay, new. Okay, brand new. Okay. How long have you had this specific guitar? Because I remember you, whenever you walk into the portrait anywhere, you have it on your back. And it's yeah. not in a case. It's straight up like... I like put it on my back and then right from my back it's up on my front and I'm already strumming and ready to go. <laughs> yeah, I've always never had a case and I always think guitars need to breathe, man, but you know, you need a case sometimes, but yeah, um for um eight eight or nine years I've had this guitar and luckily I haven't you know, destroyed it. Anymore. I mean hey, it's still in one piece. So you can I've seen you go and play. What are all the instruments that you can play? Uh, acoustic's my main instrument in singing, and uh, bass is probably my second, and then, you know, drums. And is there piano. any instrument you don't play? I think it might uh, be yeah, quick. There's plenty of instruments okay, I know, but so I would love to experiment. Play them all. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> experiment I think them experimenting all. is like the it's whole fun. try it all, do it all. Like, I did keyboard guitar and something else because of the jam night that y'all do over there and a lot of it is a huge thanks to you know the people who run it thank you Garrett seriously uh you know never in my life would I picture myself playing a guitar or playing the drums or playing a keyboard and whenever I like you didn't even I didn't even have to say anything to you you literally just started setting up the keys and I was like wait me and you were like yeah sure like why not yeah, well, I'm not going to take discredit, but Magnus has been holding it together so far. Jake and Magnus um, and, you know, Sherman, besides, you know, Maddie was helping before, but, you know, they had to close down uh, Studio Sam Martian, but, you know, they're still just dwindling with the modern-day hemp, and we're just kind of figuring out how, uh, you know, how it's going to go, you know. I think keeping the San Martian spirit alive is kind of, it's really awesome because a lot of the local community is like kind of, it doesn't fight against the city or the college, but it's definitely a, it's definitely a toss up when it comes to like, who's going to be louder or who's going to be more present. So what's your, how do you feel on like kind of the new age of San Martian? Um, I'm, I'm loving the city, you know. Um, I came here because I see the community and, you know, just everything just local and not having to drive everywhere to get somewhere. So why <laughs> nice. why here and not Austin right now? Um, the people, you know, um, it's not a competition over here as much as it is in Austin. And I don't like the competition energy. It doesn't create anything beautiful. It creates just... Negative energy. No, it doesn't create anything. Yeah, because... No. You know, I had somebody stop in today, and we were talking about that. He was like, yeah, this is this place is happening here. You know, he, he's playing up in Austin. He's hung out there. But he's like, this is, something's going on down here. Mm -hmm. And it, the thing is, it's never ending. Like, whether it's spring, fall, summer, winter, you have people out here playing music. Whether it's indoors in the heat or in the AC, or in the sweat right by the river, it doesn't matter. Like, I remember, like, whenever I first began going to Texas State, I would go down with my laptop and my phone to record, and then there'd be, like, a group of small, like, a small group of people, and just start recording, I'm like, hey, like, I'll put on a beat and you sing. And they come up with the most crazy, creative, and beautiful, like, works of art. I mean, music is art. 
But um, t- I, you had mentioned something about putting on a little festival in San Marcos, and I want you to bring it here first. Yeah, we're going to try to have a block party first to kind of gather up um, some money to um, actually host a kind of a huge acoustic festival and try to keep it going every month. And So I, I guess the goal is like kind of keeping on a monthly basis. Um, if anyone's aware of uh, Eeyore's birthday, uh, the same, the same kind of energy, the same vibes that would go on over there, you know, it's, it's a birthday party for Eeyore. He was the sad and depressed one, but isn't that kind of what everyone is on the inside? Like, you know, whenever your music is put on blast, especially in the, like the acoustic or any realm, but I don't want anyone to feel like left out. So that's why I'm going to try to have it like every month. So then if you do miss it, you know, there's always next month. So when's Eeyore's birthday coming up? Okay, honestly, I really need to check on that schedule because yours goes. Yours already happened. No, yeah. oh, it already passed. Dang, because you know I've got so. the Winnie the Pooh suit in there. Oh my gosh, I love his Winnie the Pooh suit. Yeah. If you haven't seen him, you should have been there for Halloween. Like it was amazing. What was your experience at Eeyore's birthday? Because you said you've gone. Like both of y'all. Uh, you know, <laughs> just uh, naked women and cops walking <laughs> side by side with yeah. marijuana. <laughs> it's a beautiful sight. It's classic Austin. It, yes, it is. It's a beautiful <laughs> the the free the free hippie area is yeah. the kind of community that envelops Austin now and I definitely I like the old Austin compared to the competitive Austin that it is now. What's your take on that? I'm sorry. Seeing okay, seeing the evolution of Austin in the music industry and in the community like a decade ago, how would you describe it? Um it's still the same, you know, it's I mean, not still the same, but I just don't get interact with it as much as I used to. You know, it used to be more for me to um, be feel that I could like walk down the streets, play my music everywhere, and not get hassled by other people. But I guess it's things are changing, so you know, I just move along. What you got another one you want to play for us, Garrett? Uh, sure, I can play another one. Gonna change this spot 
realize that I'm trying to find time to change that I'm denying. Oh, Can, I can literally never get enough of your music. I kid you not. Like, now, did you have a name for that one? Yeah, it's um, it's just kind of a, the musical pattern I've been writing. Yeah. Um, I just figured it out today, like what I liked about that, like those four. So four what do you chords. tune to? Do you do open tuning or just what do you tune? Tuning. I, yeah. It might be kind of going out. No, you're fine. I'm just so asking. So the the one thing that's pretty great about Garrett is I would say great, but more of like yet to be done is he's on zero platforms. So there you're not gonna find him on Spotify. You're not gonna find him on Apple or SoundCloud. This is an exclusive, uncharted frequencies special with Garrett, and y'all are gonna hear a lot of him from me recording him on stage at the porch or me recording him jamming over at modern day or even me and him just going back to the house to just jam out and play music and sing and shout because that's what music is it's not it's not how many streams can i get it's not how much money can i make it's what am i going to pour into my music today and he pours all of his soul into his music and you can hear that you can hear it in his voice and you can see it in his face if you ever have seen him live a lot of y'all have so if y'all ever see Garrett, he usually has a bun or a ponytail. He has super long hair. Guitar on his back. Yep, it's Garrett. Um, he's in San Marcos. Y'all really need to give him a shout out because he deserves a stage. And I think this is just step one. So you were talking about the San Martian. You know, we we don't have the uh, you know uh, the, the place anymore. Right for the and so are, is everybody kind of migrating now down to uh, modern day or uh, where's um, everybody going? The, yeah, the modern day ham at, from eight. Um, yeah, but um, it seems like there's less people coming because you know just the atmosphere is different. So you know, like to... you just you got that's the thing. It takes a while to build up a vibe in a place. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, they come for certain people and then that's that mix and, you know, you add to it. But it's sometimes you just got to get that fire going, you know, it just takes. Uh, and who knows, it may be it, the change up that they're doing uh, with you being over there at Modern Day. What, what time is it to and from again? 
It's from. It starts around um, like. Starts from eight to close. You know, probably around one or twelve. I mean, and you. I mean, we can be jamming all the way until the sun's coming up if we wanted, but not really. I, I say that very lightly. Um, huge shout out to Modern Day for you know allowing the space to be used for the jams, but genuinely, it's not an easy thing to run. T- tell me about your experience. So what? What night though? You said about the times. On Tuesdays. Tuesday on nights. Tuesdays. There every Tuesday. From 8 to when we close, when they close, uh, you know. Music is going to go on a lot longer, whether it's Carl Anthony on the corner or if it's DJ Bartley on your Apple Music. It doesn't really matter. Either way, music is just never-ending. And what would you say your genre, if you could put it in a category, if you would want to, what would it be? Yeah, just acoustic folk or acoustic psychedelic acoustic folk yeah i mean it, it's a mix of genres how like how do you infuse your music i know it, it's coming from you and like your kind of does it come from your experiences does it come from what you've heard like where do you, where does it stem from it's just really me just trying to get emotions release emotions in a certain sound you know once i hit it right it feels good for a while but then it kind of gets boring so i move along and that's why mm-hmm. i always freestyle music because you know, it's about the heart and not what other, you know, differentiate other people have to say. So how old were you when you picked up the guitar? Uh, about 12. But my grandpa had a guitar and my uncle had a guitar when I would go over and just... So what did you hear them around. play? Uh, my uncle Rob, he was, he's a metal guy. He's over in San Antonio. Rob Steele. Yeah, Rob. Rob Steele? Yeah. <laughs> what band is that's he with? That's awesome. That's so crazy. No, what, I love wait that. Wait a what band is he with? He's like, uh, I don't know right now. He's... I think Metal Mark knows him from Thursday Night. I think he's been I, I'm serious. <laughs> that's so the awesome. The name is damn familiar to me. I'm, I'm pretty sure. If like, you, so Metal Mark's on every Thursday night from uh, 10 o'clock till midnight. And yeah, Rob Steele. I, I'm, I'm damn sure of it. That is awesome. So it's in the family name. It's in the family business. You said that's your uncle, is it? Yeah. That's his uncle, and he's already on the show, and now we got Garrett on the show. Like, that's awesome. That is crazy. And you started doing this at 12. Did you just, were you consistent throughout, like, from where you are now from 12, or was it sparse, or, like, kind of, what was your journey like? Uh, I just wanted to be the guitar guy, you know, I'd bring my guitar to school and just, you know, play, and when I was bored, I'd go play, and lunchtime play, go play head to the choir room and play music with people who wanted to play music and yeah. have a better time at lunch. I don't know. <laughs> it seemed like that to me. So what was, what was like one of the first songs you played, though, that you uh, picked one up? Of, one of the first like cover songs? Yeah. I mean, just um, what did you learn first? Probably just, I'm not sure. You know, I guess Wish You Were Here by Pink Floyd. Okay. You know, something like simple stays with me. Do, us, do like, us a cover real quick. Yeah, there's only a few covers that stay with me. Yeah. It's like, but I don't really play the uh, just proper you just, form you of just, it. Yeah. So, so you think you can tell heaven from hell. From pain, can you tell a green field 
from a cold steel rail, a smile from a veil. Do you think you can tell? Did they get you to trade your heroes for those hard ashes for trees, hard air for the cool breeze, cold comfort for change? Did you change? You walk on part of your wall for lead roles. We're just two lost souls swimming in a fishbowl year after year, running over the same old ground. Now we found the same old fears. Wish you were here. So, what would you? Who would you say your top, uh, your top three to five artists are? And I mean influences, because it, it, I'm sure it can range in genre from you know kind of psych or rock or country or whatever it is. But like, who would you say your biggest influences are? I mean, if I was stuck on an island and I only had a couple albums, probably like some Led Zeppelin albums. Led Zeppelin, Pink Floyd. Okay. Pink Floyd. Uh, and then some Rolling Stones. Rolling Stones, okay. Um, Give me two. Okay, words. so Rolling Stones, which kind of uh, Rolling Stones in the seventies, Rolling Stones in the sixties, you know, uh, uh, you know, early seventies, late seventies. I mean, yeah. Give me shelter, man. Yeah, give me shelter. Okay, I mean, you know, so yeah, that's that's a cool. You know, I want that. I like that flower power. That oof, you know, no one can stop the. Oof. And just bring all the energy and yeah. don't stop. Uh, who's your Who's your modern f- people that you listen to? Like right now, who Who do you Who do you like? Uh, just it varies, you know. Whoever's what songs hitting, you know. I kind of just do a lot. Of, I kind of listen to too much mainstream. Really, I need to put, hone in on more local. Uh, you ones, know, but. yeah, it's just whatever you listen to. I mean, you know, I'm just ask. It doesn't have to be the mainstream. It doesn't have to be the locals. Just you know, I always ask people just kind of what's catching. Honestly, I just moved in over here, and uh, my the person who lives like right below me, it, he's called High Nights, huh. and his band's called High Nights. Man, I, I've never heard of him, and I was no. always looking for a band, and it was dude, this guy was right below me. Yeah, it's just like it's High Nights, I'm, huh? I'll have to. Because I know we used to have some other nights around here, but that's not high nights. <laughs> no, yeah. no it's, it's a couple of the, the, high night, but it's incre- the stuff that he's doing is incredible. Cool. Like, tell him to come. Ready. Tell him to come talk to the man over here. <laughs> tell him to get on uncharted frequencies here on KCSM one hundred four point one LPFM with Mitchell Blair. Let's. I want one more time just to do like we could do a quick little freestyle, and. Um, yeah, I love singing with you because you always know how to keep it going, whether somebody in the guitar or drums or trombone or uh, saxophone, 
like whether they have like a little slip up or whether it's just like it doesn't sound right you always find a way to just correct it on the spot there's not even like a hesitation you just you hear it and then you fix it so just keep that in mind while you jam and then go into like how you go about the corrections it's not really me trying to like correct anybody it's just me trying to have fun like how is this how am i going to make this sound change for this person so they're having more fun so as like a you know connection as a whole rather than you know the competitive side to it you know you like to bring the more fun and like all-inclusive aspect to it comparative to like the everyone's kind of going against each other like a guitar battle so to speak it's more like a we're just riff doing riffs together and you know yeah and or just you know it might not be might not be just somebody who hasn't jammed a lot with others, you know, and they're not understanding, you know, it just sometimes take a break or go slower. Like we're all, you know, we're all here. We're, we're not trying to like, it's like somebody's getting up there. They want a solo, right? It's a difference lot, between solo and being by well, yourself. A lot of people right? are used to going yeah. out to regular open mics or regular open jams. And they're not, they're not used to what it's about to happen. Like the connection. They're like, they're kind of, you know, yeah. overthrown or I would say still taken on away. guard about it. I'd know. say a lot of people are taken away whenever they first walk in because they're kind of just like, whoa, I wasn't expecting it to be sounding so beautifully. Like, yeah. or so. And Magnus has done a great job running the whole thing for a long time. Shout out now, Magnus. Shout out Magnus. Use, so. it, it definitely takes a team and not, it's not a one solo act whenever it's jam night. It's definitely a team effort involved. And it definitely envelops the sense of community when it comes to music, especially in the San Martian community. I mean, everyone wanting to be there to have a good time, not to not to just be there to like, oh, well, this sounds good, this sounds bad. It's like, no, everything sounds good. Everything is on point because there's no choreograph to it. There's no script for it. And that's, that's one thing I really do like about doing the show. But there's anything else you would like to say about the festival coming up well well i'm gonna have him back on here for that whenever we get some more some more details on that but y'all look out for the future on a festival for ellen uh, you know eeyore's birthday kind of vibe but a little bit more san martian infused so y'all get ready for that but this is garrett and uh let's hear one more one more freestyle Soul needs now to heal. 
on something that relates something that I can feel. Huge, huge round of applause for Garrett for coming. Th- thank you so much. Honor's all here, really. I appreciate you so much. Uh, getting to sing with you last night brought tears to my eyes, and I know just listening to you, I'm like trying to hold it back a little bit. But um, thank you so much for taking the time to come out here. And yeah, we're gonna get some Mac Miller thing going for you. Oh <laughs> no, me and you, we're gonna we're gonna cook up some, we some jazz immaculate music. I I believe that 100. percent I can't wait. Thank you so much. And thank you for tuning in to a special recorded uh, session here tonight, or in the morning actually, on KZSM.org. This has been Unknown Frequencies with Mitchell Uncharted. Blair. Uncharted Frequencies. Dang, I did that again. <laughs> edit time this has been uncharted frequencies here with uh mitchell blair and uh garrett thanks for coming in and bringing the guitar in man absolutely what is up everyone i hope everyone is having a great day i hope everyone is enjoying the music enjoying the vibe enjoying the company that we had uh we were out here at around like midnight last night and i want to say we went on for like an hour and a half to then we pushed out into like two hours of just jamming out and hanging out with Garrett. But I just want to take a quick second to introduce the designer of the semester from the FMA Fall Fashion Show. This is... Hello everyone. I'm Luke Elledge. I'm the creator of On Edge Skate Co. So I'm going to jump into a song by Luke Booth right now. And we got two Lukes in the studio today. We're looking it up. And uh, let me let me know what y'all think of in the water. Enjoy.
was one booth, another Luke on the radio, but today we're going to start off with the designer of the semester. So first, what's your brand? My brand is On Edge Skate Co. It's all handmade stuff, all by me. I thrift everything and then I upcycle it using all hand stitching, nothing using no like machines or anything like that. Everything's by hand, all me. I think of all the designs and I sew all the designs. So, just a little background. Me and Luke have been friends since middle school. So, like, me and him, he's been chopping it up saying he's a hype beast since he was in diapers. I kid you not. But I, I remember in middle school, his dream was literally, come, like, being a designer and wanting to be in the fashion world. Not just, you know, not just, oh, like, I'm wearing it. But, no, he's literally having people in the fall fashion show for FMA that happened this past Saturday. Shout out FMA. Um, it was it was incredible. He had five different models for the what was it? The fall winter shoot. Yeah, fall winter. So tell me more. What are we? What what should we expect coming into each season? Like, is it going to be? Uh, each season, I'm obviously looking for like more pieces that fit that. So this season, I was doing a lot more like pants and stuff. There was a couple skirts in there and stuff because it was my first time kind of experimenting on the women's side, which was actually really fun. But. Yeah, definitely pants. I'm working on a lot of like upcycling jackets and stuff right now for the winter time. Me and my girlfriend are starting this little thing where we're gonna like start thrifting for the homeless and stuff too for the winter because last winter we were giving out food and stuff and a lot of the homeless were saying that they needed clothes. So we wanted to start like a thrifting organization for the homeless. That is impressive. And I mean that in the sense of like local, local people in San Marcos know that like it's a community out here, and not only is it just, like, for the community, like, how I do this for the local artists, but uh, it's it's really good to get involved. It's really good to not just kind of focus on, you know, it can, you can easily get enveloped in the in the school and college environment and kind of just be, you know, I, I think it's good for, uh, you know, be selfish about your, your mental health or whatnot, right? But at the same time, there's a lot of opportunity that San Marcos has to offer a lot of people, whether homeless the biggest home in San Marcos or whatever it is. And so for him to kind of steer his brand, that's like a skating fashion brand in the direction of like helping the community. I really find that inspiring. I didn't even know that. Yeah. So you had some bras. Tell me about, tell me about the woman's wear only because like you've been on men's stuff for a while. Yeah. I've been into the men's stuff. I grew up as you know, on streetwear and like skatewear and stuff, the whole Supreme vape era and stuff so i've always been big with like the that type of stuff but steering into the women's stuff it was a lot different uh, it was a lot of inspiration from like stuff my girlfriend's into stuff that she's got me into plus just like other stuff seeing it on the runway and stuff what 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 are the key brands that you take inspiration from this collection particularly the one that just walked the fma fall winter fashion show there was a couple there was like chrome hearts which that's where a lot of like my embroidery like the hand stitching and stuff because that's how they started they started with just like getting old levi's and putting leather crosses on them and calling them chrome hearts so i kind of started doing that and that's kind of like an inspira big inspiration from chrome hearts and then another big inspiration i just started getting into was mark jacobs has a line called mark jacobs heaven and it's like a more like younger like 
version of himself and it's like it's more for like the youth and stuff and i take a lot of inspiration from them as well so i'm i'm currently taking a fashion trends class i'm not anywhere near the level of on edge or luke elledge or anything like that but i'm learning the history and it's really fascinating going from like the 70s to the 60s and you see like the hippies and the mods and you see the different eras that you know kind of came into fruition whether it's like retro or you know we have like boho now which is super super popular um what would you have to say about the skate community versus the hype community like is there a difference or is it kind of the same i mean Personally, I feel that a lot of the hype stuff came from skateboarding. Skaters have always worn, have made trends for like years, wearing baggy stuff, dunks, like wearing cool brands. Supreme has been a skate brand before it was ever like some hype beast brand, you know. Mm-hmm. It was for all the local New York skaters and stuff, and it got so popular that it became this big brand where people see it next to like Nike shit now, you know. Yeah. And you know, it's just crazy seeing like small little things like that from skateboarding turning into like now it's over a billion dollar company. Literally, I mean, there's Bait Billionaire Boys Club. You got. C- what is it? The one with the hearts? CDG. CDG. Okay. Yeah, that's more like designer and stuff. Though. So, where? What's your take on? Do you want to be in the hype? Do you want to be in like where Supreme is, or where, where are you kind of wanting your brand on edge to to be right now? Oh yeah, I, on edge. The demographic for on edge is more of like the the younger skater grunge culture. You know, more of like the streetwear-ish culture, but also mixed with like skating and like that grunge, like everything kind of from the 90s, you know, skate, punk, rock, hip hop, that whole like 90s era, you know. Would you say you take a lot of your inspiration from music? At all? I take some, a lot of my inspiration, I'd say, from, like, music artists, like, the stuff they wear. But, yeah, there's a lot of, like, music stuff involved with it, too. All right, I'm going to put you on top three artists. Go. Like, top three artists. Like, just overall. I'd like... Rapping or, like, style any, any type of music there is, what's your top three artists? Like, right now, who are you listening to? Uh, I'm going to go with three, like, completely different vibes. Okay, let's hear it. Uh, I've got, like, Mac DeMarco, which my girlfriend put me on to. Okay, Mac DeMarco. I've got the simple Kanye West. The the yay, we got the yay for it. Okay, we can and always enjoy some Kanye West vibes. Mac Miller. Ooh, ooh. All right, rest in peace, my boy, Mac. Um, okay, those are very different vibes. Okay, so if you're taking inspiration from Kanye, for instance, he started super hype. He was in the Kardashians. He was all, like, everything yay. Everything is with Adidas or Nike or super bold. And now he kind of transitioned into this super religious, you know, influencer who goes around and does, like, churches and events and stuff like that, doing gospels. What's your What's your kind of thought on that? I think he's sticking to, like, his core. His mother, Donda, was very big into, like, Christianity and sticking to her faith and stuff. So I think he's kind of just sticking to that. Plus, he's kind of leaving the whole Hollywood, like, thing, which is kind of like a whole thing in itself, you know? It is a trend to, like, kind of be in Hollywood and then say, I'm anti-Hollywood after you're kind of like... Like, I have a cousin who's in... Uh, who, like, directs in Hollywood for, like, you know, American Ninja Warrior and stuff like that. But even even the community there is so intense and so competitive, it almost... It, it doesn't make it impossible, but it makes it hard to keep being motivated in the industry. Like, whether it's film, music, fashion, design, whatever it is, it makes it, like, so hardcore and critical 
critical on every aspect that you almost don't want to be in that as much as everyone aspires to like live in LA and live the dream of like, you know, being an artist or a fashionista, whatever it is. Yeah. So Mac Miller on that vibe, do you take inspiration from his fashion, from his music and to your own work? He, his music is more of stuff I listen to while I like sew and stuff. It's because he's very lyrical and he talks about like a lot of like real stuff going on. And to me, that kind of just like clicks in whenever I'm like creating something, you know. I think I think I can also relate Mac and Juice and X and all them in the realm of like they're up there now. Rest in peace. They left a legacy. They left something behind that's going to outlast. It's going to outlast anything that you're going to make on TikTok. It's going to outlast anything that you're going to kind of do in a day for a grade for school. It's going to be there for people to listen to for decades on decades on decades which is why i love music so much and i've always found it to be therapeutic and would you say whenever you're sewing it's a therapy thing like a like a soothing yeah, yeah definitely whenever i'm sewing it's like a whole nother world it's like a high you know it's like i'm there and i'm creating something that like is just going on in my head right now that only i can see that's that's another big thing about like like my creative process i don't use any like i said i don't use any like digital stuff i just grab a piece of paper, draw on the paper what I think I'm going to make the design of, and then I just start sewing. So there's no, like, you can't really visually see it besides, like, what's in my head when I'm making it, you know? So I'm in this project right now. I just got assigned to it today, and I'm supposed to make five sketches with my little group of friends. Of course, one of their names is also Luke. Luke's just around me nowadays, guys. I love it. It's great. So creative. But whenever you're in the process of, like, making something new, do you just, like, put the pencil to the paper and start drawing, or is it just like you have an idea in mind and you're trying to get it out of your head normally yeah normally i i take a lot of inspiration like i was saying from other people like heaven and chrome hearts other brands so i kind of see like what the trends are and what's popping and stuff and then i kind of like make my own little twists on it a big thing that like one of my biggest like inspirations virgil abloh rest in peace Mm-hmm. One of his biggest things that he said was to make something just as like infectious, all you have to do is change it like 5%. You change something 5% and it's just as infectious as whatever else like you just changed it from. You know? And infectious, it's not saying like, like it's kind of like if you think of Rona being king or something like that, right? It's a like a virus, it spreads, but his artwork left a legacy for everyone to look up to whether it's that mexican ot referring to him in his songs or everyone wearing him whenever they're on the runway he left some like a brand he left history to be in the books for being known as someone who's such an innovator and a creator and it's it's kind of like a motivator as well it's like as a designer it's something for you to look up to where you're already at this level at a young age in in college still and you're getting designer of the semester for an entire college and there were like over i volunteered for this and it was a wonderful show they put on they organized it on the spot really did great uh shout out jalissa shout out audrey all the people who put that together at fma crew Shout out FMA. Shout out FMA. Honestly, they they really put on a huge uh, show. It was definitely a long 
time to put that together and so i'm looking forward to the spring summer collection that i may or may not be a part of me and luke have been talking like yo i'm gonna compete with you next year like but that's the thing about designers what would you say the community is like in the designer world is it like competitive is it harsh is it cruel is it fun is it fancy what is it i think uh it's kind of it's kind of weird you know just like everything else like in the skateboarding world and in like the thrifting world especially like the thrifting and skateboarding world a lot of us like we set these standards to say like they aren't like a real skater or a real thrifter unless they they hit these standards you know and my thing is i think all design is art and that it should all be like appreciated you know no matter how it was made i think the process and making it kind of differs per artist because uh or like designer because you're going from making something on your own to kind of getting inspiration from whether it's trends whether it's something like you've experienced whether it's just something you've kind of been a part of and I, it's really interesting to see where the creative juices kind of flow from because you get so many different influences from like tiktok social media trends and everything else but you also want to make sure you're not kind of stepping on other people's toes and taking credit for someone else's work so what you said about about that 5% change I think is super cool because you add a lot of stars, you add a lot with 512, shout out Cedar Park. Yeah. And so I think that's really unique about On Edge because it kind of brings a whole diverse variety into the realm of skater, skater kind of. Yeah, I like to keep it very like local and stuff too. That's a big part of like skateboarding is just like tapping in with your community and, and tapping in with all your locals, you know. We're going to take a brief second here. We'll be right back. But Takes Me Back is what we're going to listen to by One Booth, the other Luke. And so I hope you all have enjoyed. We'll be right back.
if I wanted, stop if I wanted to. That was one booth, Luke Booth, and he's coming up next. I'm going to play one more song from him, but before I let you go, Luke, Luke Elledge for On Edge, tell, tell everyone where can we find you? Where can we find your brand? Besides the Vanilla Bean Market, shout out David, but like where, where are people going to buy your clothes? You can go to On Edge Skate Co. at Instagram, and we do all custom pieces, so if there's anything custom that you wanted, you can kind of give me an idea, and I can make whatever your ideas come true, and... I have plenty of different opportunities coming up with vendors. On the 18th, I'll be here in San Marcos selling at the Vanilla Bean Market. Shout out to Vanilla Bean and David. I've been at those markets since the first one, and I'm still here now. So come by, stop by, buy some stuff. We have vintage, all my custom stuff from On Edge, accessories, anything you can think of. Not gonna lie, the Vanilla Bean Market, I went to the first one, I went to the third one, I went to like most of them, and I love doing photography there for the city and like for the radio show. November 17th, I better see every 18th. one of you out there. 18th? Oh, November 17th is my show. November 18th is gonna be the Vanilla Bean Market. So it's gonna be on a Friday, just make sure you're out there, make sure you're supporting your locals, and uh, come out and check out On Edge Skate Co. So y'all enjoy... Get okay, so we're like, we're y'all enjoy get it on radio edit version, okay? Luke Booth, one booth is out on all platforms, so y'all enjoy. No songs, she wanted right now, we could get it on. Skipping lines, cause she knew all my songs. Went and got a name, tatted on my arm. Homie asked if I regret it, uh, hardly So sorry, just my like you want me Fill my head till I'm calm Please don't settle down for no lame ass I'ma say that I know I'm doing it better You didn't come here for the money, but I'm sure it gets you wet No vendettas, coming cause they let us tie all of my ends And I'm cutting my holes Don't say love, yeah, it makes my soft The ice so cold that it breaks my wrist off The bass so low, I can feel the kick stop I can't stop, got another can and I'm pissed off a pit stop Okay, stay so grateful, now she wanna pay low Focus on the cheese, she Latina, so it's queso Bankroll, they know I need another K-hole Plug is on time, cause I got him on a payroll she wanted right now, we could get it on Skipping lines cause she knew all my songs Went and got a name, tatted on my arm Homie asked if I regret it, uh, hardly So sorry, just my like you want me Fill my head till I'm calm Please don't settle down for no lame ass It's nothing, don't worry about it I just drank too much There's something disturbing about the way I fall it's nothing, don't worry about it I just drank too much There's something disturbing about the way I fall in love That was one booth Now, let me let him do the full intro This is... Who? Who? I'm one booth. Uh, he was introducing me as Luke Booth, whatever works. But yeah, I'm an artist here in San Marcos. And not only is he an artist, but he's a producer. So I had him on last week with Nick Lamond. He's been producing some work for him. But I really want to dive straight into kind of where you get your inspiration for music. Where I get my inspiration, 
Uh, I have a lot of inspirations. Like, I guess, uh, you know, mostly artists. Like, uh, one of my biggest inspirations for a while has been uh, Breakance, if y'all know who that is. And then another one, kind of weird, but Duster. Duster. And these are all artists that... I've been around for a while or a little or Duster's been around for a while. Breakins is pretty new. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, how long have you been doing music? Dude, like six years. Okay. He's picked okay, I'm I'm gonna just tune in right on him. He literally picked up the piano at what age? Oh. Yeah, I've been recording music for six years. I've been playing instruments since I was like three years old. And so tell me more about your like kind of journey going through uh, the instrument realm. Yeah, so I started piano when I was like three, played that for about eight years, and then got super bored of it. So then I moved on to drums, and uh, somebody, I had a friend who was getting rid of a drum set, and they just gave it to me for free. That was awesome. I second that. Shout out, Dad. Thank you for uh, Eric's uh, drum set. It was electric. I haven't picked up the drums yet, (laughs) but like, I'm in the learning habits. It's fun, man. Played drums for about three years. I didn't play it too long. And then when I was done with drums, and I was like, all right, I want to play guitar. And then I've just stuck with guitar ever since, probably for about, like, it's been maybe six or seven years. That's, that's a good amount of time to say, like, you've learned the guitar. Mm-hmm. Now, what goes into the process of you building a song from the ground up? Uh, I stare at my computer screen for a couple of hours. <laughs> that sounds so accurate. Yeah, um... It's pre- it, it gets a lot more difficult when, I know when I first started out, I was just using, you know, maybe I'd find like a YouTube beat or something. Like that was easy, but it didn't really feel like I was crafting everything from hand. Okay. So once I started like producing for myself, then, you know, I'd sit there, I'd come up with an idea. I'd always start with like, what do I want this one to sound like? And I'd start, you know, maybe writing a piano melody or I'd start with some guitar or even some synths and it would always more often than not never end up sounding like I wanted it to sound like, but it's okay because I was content. I was making something much cooler. Okay. And tell me more on the song of, okay, so we've listened to In the Water. Mm -hmm. We've listened to Take Me Back. Mm -hmm. And then y'all just heard Get It On. Mm -hmm. So is there, what's the best backstory within those three so far? Um, those three are just on my newest album. Uh, there's not Go much. check them out on all platforms, Apple, Spotify. Yeah, I'm on everything. One booth with the number. Um, there's not much backstory to those three songs. They just are pretty catchy. In the Water was a fun one because it was actually one of the first full songs I did with guitar. Uh, and it was very, very shoegazy inspired, which was also the first like shoegaze inspired song I made. So that one was just really fun to make for sure. And I want to... Okay, so it was funny because whenever we were, like, kind of correlating, like, how we're getting to the studio and stuff, I was listening to Get It On, and it was, like, Radio Edit. So I was, like, I thought the song name was Get It On Radio Edit, which either way, like, that's that's a whole vibe. But uh, the songs, they could easily catch up on a trend on TikTok. Like, I mean, how how do you feel about a lot of people wanting to use your music? Uh, I think it's cool when people use my music. Uh I don't I don't necessarily make songs hoping it'll become a TikTok trend. I I don't really make songs hoping people will listen to it. I just make it cuz it's fun. But I know it does makes me feel a lot of joy when people do use it for edits. Uh I know I had one of my first songs that ever blew up. It for some reason got really big in like the uh 
Valorant gaming community or like Ooh. anime. Yo, okay, and so, that's a whole vibe. Yeah, okay. if, if you look up one booth on YouTube, there's just like hundreds of like just like Valorant edits or like anime edits with my song, and that's pretty cool. That made me feel pretty good. That is so awesome. Yeah, because I I watch a lot of anime. Like if y'all ever see me walking around, I'll have a Naruto shirt on mm. or like something, but. To be in the gaming community and have edits of your music, that's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Um, we're going to jump into a song real quick. Let's go Soul Seeker. Okay, I was listening to this in my truck. I have two subs. I wanted to keep on playing it on repeat. I hope y'all want to do the same. So y'all enjoy. Things just be decisive. You want it or you don't. I ain't talking no tomatoes, but I ultimately smoke with your home switcher. And I'm not fucking with a gold I Put her in some jewelry, and she probably coming home with you. Home with you. I'ma turn myself into a soul singer. I'ma turn myself into a soul seeker. So secret, probably couldn't keep it if I wanted. I don't want you, and I'ma share a secret with you, girls. So I don't want you, but maybe I do, maybe I don't. But I think you're perfectly perfect to say the same, same. Uh, and I'm super impervious to the lame, lame. Uh, you like a Super Nintendo? Let's play the game, shoot. She turned the heat up. I need some skinny waist with a big smile and B cups. Hold me down in the seat, cause I need some. Never needed a brace, but now I need some. Never lifted a face, and now I feel dumb. Super in my brain, she make it all go away. Trying to find words to say. Make you feel good. I'ma turn myself into a soul singer I'ma turn myself into a soul seeker So secret, probably couldn't keep it if I wanted I don't want you And I'ma share a secret with you, girl so I don't want you Or maybe I do, maybe I don't But I think you're perfectly perfect I say the same, same uh, And I'm super impervious to the lame, lame uh, You like a Super Nintendo Let's play the games, games Oh, yeah, I'ma turn myself into a soul singer I'ma turn myself into a soul seeker So secret, probably couldn't keep it if I wanted I don't want Make sure to follow and tag us on Facebook at Latin Energy Show KZSM. Tu sabes. Hayesinform.com is your gateway to information that you need about emergencies here in Hayes County. If you go to their website, that is hazeinform.com, you will find all sorts of information from current alerts, upcoming events, and talking about safety 
here in our community. That is hazeinformed.com. That is your connection along with KZSM, LP FM 104.1. We are here to help in emergencies in the community. Go to hazeinformed.com to find out how you can be prepared. Hey, reggae lovers. It's your weekly reggae escape. I'm Lady K, your navigator of good vibes and your gateway to the reggae universe. And Big Up Reggae on KZSM 104.1 is your Sunday vibe. Join me every Sunday, 3 to 4 p.m. for a reggae experience like no other. From timeless classics to today's freshest reggae vibes, we've got it all. My name is Mason Moore, and you can catch me and my rescue pup, Franklin, every Wednesday at 10 p.m. We're bringing you any significant event from the past week. Album releases, song releases, birthdays, deaths, cultural events, nothing is off limits. We're spanning over 80 years of music history on the weekly show. All genres welcome. Find your next favorite song right next to your old one right here on KZSM, True Community Radio. Thank you to our sponsors and thank you to Soul Seeker. So tell me, tell me the story on Soul Speaker, Seeker. Sorry. So that song I probably recorded like two years ago, and that one was actually the first ever like hip hop song I ever recorded, and it turned out to be like one of my favorites, and it was actually the jumping point for working on my first album, which was really fun to make. Um, that song, I know I wrote it during a really like hard time in my life where I was struggling with a lot of stuff, uh, mostly mostly mental stuff, uh, struggling with some addictions and stuff. And I was also with somebody who was super unhealthy for me. And that whole song was kind of, it was a very contradicting song where I would constantly contradict myself in the lyrics. Uh, it, it meant a lot to me personally as a piece of art, I guess. I think a lot of vulnerability goes into music as, I mean, as y'all heard on the the first interview with Garrett, um, a, a lot of music is therapy for especially artists, producers, like even me, just listening and then, you know, doing freestyles at the porch or the modern day. And I know I'll like start tearing up in the most hip hop song or the most like hmm. crazy song that like is like raging but then i'm sitting there just like listening to the lyrics and i'm like whoa like Mm -hmm. that hit because it's so relatable and when that moment you just start speaking from you know your soul and Mm. your soul seeker like that's awesome Mm. because it takes a lot out of an artist to be able to kind of put your vulnerability on blast Mm -hmm. and sing about it and make a melody to it because i mean a lot of people are going to want to just you know, keep it inside, bottle mm-hmm. it up, and then maybe one day we'll rage it out. But to, like, put that into a song, I think, goes a really long way. And especially, like, for any artist, designer, whoever you are, it speaks to you. Whether it's them speaking to you or sometimes you're even talking to yourself in the mirror. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you need to hear it for yourself. But the whole contradicting yourself, I, I can relate. Whether it's, like, an unhealthy relationship or struggling with addiction or mental health, I think... It's super, it's it's talked about, but it's not talked about enough to the point where like, oh, like it's just normal now. Like 
it's not normal for everyone to feel this way, but we use therapy and other remedies to like kind of soothe our, our mental to make it smooth brain, as mm-hmm. we would say, or uh, kind of just take the pain away for at least a three minute of a song that you're screaming and shouting to. Like I'm at gray days, just bawling my eyes out to Suicide Boys or mm-hmm. Ghost Mane. And to bring in all that energy into your music really goes a long way. Yeah. Um, and especially on that like contradicting point, I know throughout that whole album, it wasn't really a concept album. It definitely had like a structure to it, but there was no concept behind it too much. But the one thing that I tried to do in most songs was, you know, every song is a story. You know, it has the beginning, the intro, and it has the end, the outro, and it has the climax, the hook, however you want to phrase it. But every song is a story, and most most songs usually end that story. Like, it, there's always is some sort of conclusion with the songs that I was making for that album a lot of it was like I was making these songs while I was still in these stages like there was no end and it wasn't ending so a lot of the songs were just like I mean some of the beats are happy but the lyrics are pretty sad and it, it, it there's, there's no conclusion to it it just ends on like oh yeah it's still happening you know yeah I think I mean even I can relate to that now doing the doing this show is a huge part of like you know, bringing on people who have inspired me or mm-hmm. brought me joy, whether the lyrics are happy, sad, glad, mad, it doesn't really matter mm-hmm. to an extent, but it does because by not matter, it means like it doesn't matter what anyone else has to say about it because it's your soul speaking from your truth, speaking from your head. Mm-hmm. It's, it's kind of what you're putting into perspective on blast, whether it's something happy or sad that, you know, a lot of it's usually experience or something you're experimenting with, especially with music. It's Mm -hmm. so experimental. Um, We're going to take a break to listen to Pathetic. And then I've heard that there's a good good backstory on that. So y'all enjoy.
not trying to be something I'm not. I'm pathetic, but I'm, I'm not going to hide that. That's not me. That's not who I want to be. I just got chills. Like, I kid you not, I, I hadn't heard it all the way to the to the very end. And, like... I don't know. I'm trying to I'm trying to make sense of it right now, but tell me the backstory on this. So that one is the outro track to my album. Uh, you're gonna laugh at the album name, but I actually really like the album. The album's called Can't Die Yet. There's still beer in the fridge. And <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, you know, uh, a lot of the promotion working up to it was like I was just <laughs> posting pictures of the beers leaving my fridge, whatever. <laughs> But yeah, that one was the outro track. That was the last song I made for the album, and that was the first uh, fully produced song with no vocals that I've ever put out. Uh, you know, working on the uh, tracks, there were so many tracks on that song, so many instruments playing at a time. Um, it took me probably 25 to 30 hours to make that track. Um, you said 25 to 30 hours? Yeah, it took me about 25 to 30 hours. There was a lot of mixing that had to go into that one. Wow. Okay, y'all, put into perspective, there's 24 hours in a day, and uh, that's a lot of time. And that's for, what, three minutes of music. But as a producer, you're not... I feel like when you're in the realm of like making your, your something in your head or something in your heart or kind of like that passion of flame that's kind of in you, you really want to bring it out and kind of let it out because it's a form of expression. Mm-hmm. It's a, it, it it's everything all in once, you know. Yeah. And so, to go back a little bit deeper into, um, like how school and that kind of affected your influence on music. Oh man, uh, I've always struggled with school. Uh, I know I spent a lot of time, uh, you know. Skipping class. Uh, I can relate. Yeah. Shout out fashion trends. Uh, Especially Uh, with, you know, some of the problems I was dealing with, I wasn't even able to go to class. So instead of just sitting there and like wallowing and doing nothing, I would just like move over to my computer and I'd start doing some stuff on that. You know, I didn't want to waste my time. I I think a lot of, um, of our generation with Gen Z, shout out Gen Z, honestly, because I think growing up in the mix of you know being raised with technology and then being raised with social media a lot of pressure is put on you from a young age to be something Mm. to be it to be kind of stand out before everyone else or to be special and a lot of that pressure is like hard to kind of take all at once because you have your own battles in your head and you know you're always your own worst critique whether it comes to your art or your schoolwork or your grades or whatever you're doing in life, and being your own worst critique is the, you know, a blessing and a curse because, you know, you're always gonna want to strive for that perfection, which is impossible. But mm-hmm. I say instead of practice makes perfect, practice makes progress. Mm-hmm. And to have a continuous, ongoing motivation for yourself to keep going through the hardships, through the problems, through the struggles, that's really what carries music a lot further than. You know, wanting to do it for the fame or the money or trying to be on the biggest stage possible because if you're doing it for yourself, then not only are you showing yourself off by doing that, but a lot of people are going to take notice to that. Mm -hmm. And to have, you know, the ability to produce it yourself from all the instruments you've played since you were three to kind of like that, like parent societal, 
norm of a lot of pressure being on you from a young age. I can definitely say like when I was younger, I would always want A's because I would always get A's. Mm -hmm. But then once we started getting into middle school and high school and college, that started to seem almost impossible or unattainable. And so that pressure of just like wanting to be the best or wanting to be good or wanting to fit in or whatever it is, it's really hard to take that and run because a lot of people are going to want to sit. And I know I've been at a point where I just want to sit sometimes and not really go on. But you look up and you look down and you're like, wait, time is still going to go on. Mm -hmm. Life is still going to happen. And so to make music about that really goes a long way. So I'm going to play... I'm going to play Take Me Back one more time, and I really hope you all enjoyed having one booth on. We're about to go into a special shout-out to Hip Hop Congress. So y'all stay tuned. We have some people who are going to be playing at the talent show for Sand Motion tonight. Uh, Y'all look forward to that, and let's take me back. Thank you. one booth and we have a little special going on today because hip-hop congress shout out to the club and organization with texas state it was my first ever like meeting kind of with them this past wednesday yesterday oh yeah that was yesterday i knew that um so y'all we have today indy wrench i go by vesuvia 
Okay. And Kill James. And what's your name? Marshall Hoover. Alrighty. <laughs> and then we still have one booth with us because he's in the collective. And so Nick Lamond uh, is performing tonight. We have Kill James performing tonight. And we have... Vesuvia. Vesuvia. Okay, cool. All right. Um, these are all three artists that are going to be performing for the talent show. And this is San Marcos on blast. I mean, you have the incredible artists that are nonstop going crazy. Like every day, they're grinding for their music. And now at the mark tonight at 8 o'clock, right? Um, it starts at 8. Starts at 8 or... N- I think doors open at 8. Doors, doors open at 8. And so the first person we're going to have on is Nick Lamond. He's going to be the, not headliner, but he's the first one in the show. And, you know, he's got some ragers out. He's got some hardcore music. And then Vesuvia, tell me about your, your kind of influence on music and what you like to create. Uh, for me, I just, I love a lot of like old rock and just all like old music that uses a guitar pretty much. And since I, I like a lot of different stuff from The Cure all the way to like Megadeth. And so... I always like trying to find mixtures in my music. And so, yeah, what I'll be playing tonight is like my own original song that I made a couple months ago. And it, it mixes a couple influences. And so throughout the course of this, uh, you know, remaining time we have left, we're going to be going in and playing some songs from Vesuvia, Kill James. And luckily we got a nice interview and like time to talk with one booth. That was awesome. Thank you again. And so let's really quick listen to Shoes. And this is a this is a beat. He's more of a producer, yeah? Yeah. So far so far I haven't like found a singer or tried singing. I'm really just looking for the right people, but I like making my own music. Right I now. think a producer is so like a lot of it goes into being a producer cuz it's time consuming. A lot of it is super time consuming. So let's listen to Shoes and y'all look out for him tonight at the Mark
Alrighty, so y'all heard it here first. Y'all hear it more on what? Are there any other platforms we can get at you for music, Vesuvia? Right now, it's just SoundCloud. Okay. You can find all my early tracks on there at Vesuvia. Vesuvia. Okay, we're gonna need a spell out for that one. That's V E S U V I A. All right, so Vesuvia is gonna be playing tonight for the talent show. Next. We're going to chime into a little bit of Kill James music, and he's done some performances. Um, I met him literally last night, and he was talking about his performance. To you know, I was on the perspective of, like, the crowd's coming to see you. He's on the perspective. I mean, we, we both agreed to disagree on, like, both aspects. But, like, he started performing, and then you had a crowd of, like, 50-year-olds. Yeah, definitely some older people. Okay, so, like, tell me, how did you go about that process? Because that's, mm. that's not easy. I definitely did not have probably the age-appropriate set list uh, for them. <laughs> the age-appropriate I'll put, I'll put it like list. that. Um, but basically, I kind of just had to adapt and perform my music, like, in a way that could almost make, like, sense to them. Because it's, like, it's like anything you introduce somebody, when you introduce something new, you can't come on too strong to people, or they're really going to back away from it. So that's kind of, like, what I thought about, like, in that situation, but with my music in place. What kind of genre would you put your music under, if you could? Um, I'm, like, a rapper, but I make a lot of different types of rap. Like, I've been tapping into, like, old school rap. You could even say, like, maybe, like, some neo-soul, and then, like, straight trap. I do a lot of stuff. Yeah, I like to push the boundaries. Okay. And so, name two of your songs. Okay. First World Problems and then Mishaps. Okay. So, in a second, we're going to go into some Kill James really quick. And we have Eye for an Eye, that's one of them. Uh, First World Problems. First World Problems. Okay. So, we'll play that in a second. I want to make sure I find the right person on, on my Apple because he's out on all platforms. But okay, for, for a second, we're going to take a detour. One booth decided just now, just now, to let me know that he has over 1.5 million streams on Spotify. Tell me what goes into kind of the thought process of being there and like not, not, you know, not to be there, but you're there. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I don't, I, I guess like. I always wanted to have a lot of streams, and I always wanted people to listen to me, but once I got there, I was like, oh, this is cool. I just want to do more, I guess. Uh, I don't really think about it too much. Uh, I guess that's why I didn't bring it up. I really don't think about it. I just continue doing my own thing. It doesn't really change anything, uh, especially with how I do stuff. Um, even that song that went really popular, popular after that went off, I even strayed away from that genre started doing other stuff because I mean for me personally uh, those numbers don't really those numbers don't really matter um, it's more just a thing I do for fun it's like a passion thing but it was still really cool I'm very grateful very I, grateful I think that's a whole blessing in disguise not even in disguise that thing is on Spotify on Apple which is awesome to say as an artist you're you're striving and it's you have to constantly be in the realm of music. If you want, the moment you take a break, you're missing out on something. The moment you, you know, take a pause because you know you don't want to, or you know you can't do it, or something. That's whenever a lot of artists get into that wrap yourself in your head. You're, you know, maybe they think they're prima donnas, or maybe they think they're like not good enough. Yeah. But to be consistent in music mm -hmm. is one of the 
I would say, hardest aspects of it because of the fact that it's super intense. They call it the cutthroat industry, and that is true. Like, yeah. Kill James, tell me on your tell me your perspective on like the cutthroat industry a little bit. I mean, cutthroat industry. I mean, for me, I've honestly, I feel like I've gone past that. I feel like whoever you are, you're gonna have haters as long as you keep taking risk and ambitions, because. Like, some people are just scared of change. They just like things, like, a certain way. So you kind of just got to be prepared for haters if you're big. Like, even Kendrick Lamar, some most majority of, like, hip-hop fans would regard him as an all-time great. But, yeah, people that call him boring and stuff. Like, J. Cole is one of the main people that gets, like, boring accusations. Yeah. There's a lot of people that call him great. So it kind of just comes with it. That also kind of brings me into Rust and his saying, can't say that on the radio, but how he's, like, anti-establishment in a way where... He's, like, going against the norms, and, like, that's what I really like about, you know, being kind of involved now with Hip Hop Congress, but also in the music industry, because once the people start coming together to make music, like, collectively, compared to, like, oh, my music's better than yours, or, oh, I'm better than you, or so competitive in the sense of, like, putting everyone down around you, that's whenever you either are too ego inflated or you're going to be a prima donna and think that you're so hot until you're not and you have those one hit singles like broccoli or whatever you know what i mean like all these songs go live on tiktok but then you're like wait what other song did he make because i know he had that one song and it blew up that one time and he maybe have made some money on it but was he consistent with all of it and that yeah. definitely trickles into performing. And, and, I, and I definitely think, like, a newer thing, some people are literally just making music for, like, the clout or, like, just music to make music. Like, some people just see it as, like, just a song. I think the real people that have, like, longevity in it see music as, like, an art form. And, like, the art comes before, like, a sale. And they really care about every release. And they're not just pushing out releases to get money because they're like, well, what is this going to do, like, in long term for, like, my discography and stuff like that, too? Yeah. We're going to listen to First World Problems by Kill James. I hope that y'all enjoy here and then also at the talent show at the mark. I hope I see everyone there. In order to understand the culture, you must experience it. First world problems, looking for some type of emergency. I did the emergency, astral projection, so burglary. Middle finger courtesy, them DMs ain't hurting me. I got bigger fish to fry. Mississippi, where my father raised, the culture was designed. From the rock fights, Miss Chopping Whip with sweet potato pie. Don't lick your fingers, a culture got no manners. Boss goes to weep and foot him, and Texas panhandle. Sauntering until my feet hurt Get up and move some What the fuck? Get up and move some Let's talk about what you don't know And what I do know I kick it just like judo Greatest ever That's the only way to know me Euro step across the country Ginobili Oh poor me Marshall walking with no homies You don't know me 
First World Problems, tell me a little bit on how you went about making that song. Okay, so honestly, it was me and my friend Alex in the studio. We honestly just went in there, and we were looking for, like, something, like, hard. And, like, I was just scrolling. It was hard. And I was, like, we even listened to some Griselda, and I looked at, like, a Griselda type beat. That was, like, the first beat. It was, like, I guess it was just, like, it was, like, a match made. Like, I played it. We both heard it. We were, like... Yo, Ooh, that's it. We like that's get it. On it automatically. Yeah, that was a good day. Like I feel like I honestly recorded like that first verse in pretty much like twenty minutes. Like that verse was like flowed out, and the second verse was a freestyle. Okay. The second verse was a freestyle. It was a really good day. That was like all the other songs on my album. Like I wrote them down and stuff. This was like the one song. It just came out. That's why I wanted to put it as my first track. I was really proud of it. I think being proud of your music goes a long way. Um, because if you're not, if you're making something for someone else. It doesn't feel like you're doing it from for you. And to to do music for other people, like for TikTok or to make a trend or to you know to be the cool kid or popular or to get girls. I'm not gonna say you know music doesn't get girls or whatever, but to do it for yourself, I think goes a long way because it really brings out that that kind of soul factor, that experience factor, and also you're having fun with it. You're not doing it for anyone else but you and your words and kind of freestyling it like that's really cool yeah uh vesuvia yeah all right so you haven't put some words on the tracks but what tell me about your process and crafting and like do you use instruments or do you just kind of like take samples from other people or like what goes into it i i've spent a lot of time making my own like rig with over the years getting like just guitars and amps and uh just different equipment to make like a cool sound, I guess. And now that I'm in college, it's like I can't record all the time. So, but I mean, back then when I was recording, it was like I was I was just messing with my amps, I guess, and just experimenting a lot with influences too. What would you say your top three influences are? Which I know it's hard to narrow yeah. down those influences, especially because like music is so vast it could be genreless and it could be finite so what would you say your top three influences are i guess it would be like easiest just to say the genres because i'm mostly influenced right now by like metal shoegaze and then like new metal i guess okay um so name one artist for each of those then okay okay so like megadeth for the metal i guess okay and Maybe like Deftones or Linkin Park for like the that whole era type Lincoln of thing. Linkin Park's hard. Like Linkin Park that. goes hard. No, for sure. Yeah, I can I like second that. It's like a mix of hip hop too. And, uh, rest in peace. And I like my rest in peace, Linkin Park. But their music 
have such a huge influence on like the culture of it too. Yeah. Um, and then you said what was the last one? Shoegaze. Shoegaze. Okay. So that it, the genres kind of had a resurgence recently, with like, with like TikTok, it's kind of coming back shoegaze and stuff. But it, is that like lo-fi, so-fi kind of music, or what would you? How do you describe shoegazing music? So, like, it started around grunge in the '90s, and it was just like a big, like, wall of sound. It's pretty much like get the noisiest thing you can. Okay. But like, make it sound beautiful and like sexy. Okay. No, I love that. Yeah. So we're gonna listen to something that's gonna be playing at the mark tonight. Yeah, I'll All be right. Playing this tonight with my friend on the bass. Y'all get ready, because the market's going to be a show to see. And not only that, but there is, in fact, an after party hosted by the market. We're going to have a lot of fun tonight over there. I know it's it's a Thursday, but we're running it up on a Thursday. We got Friday, the whole weekend ahead of us. I'm super excited to be out there, and I hope y'all are too. So we're going to listen to something from Vesuvia.
y'all. This man is a wizard with a bass, though. Hold up. Let me tell me how you learned the bass. Like, did you learn it when you were young? Did you just get into it? Like, what age were you? Basically, when I started playing guitar, I was like, oh, shoot, I need to play bass because I knew no one that played bass. So I pretty much just playing, been playing bass ever since I had a guitar. So around like five years. Okay, so five years on the bass. But I've never been like trained on bass either. So you're telling me you taught yourself everything? Yeah. That is in itself is a really cool thing to see and also hear in fruition because it's his music, but like in the form of a beat and so like you don't always need those vocals to be a crafter of music and especially for a producer to some like you really have to have an ear for it it takes like a lot of steps and i know whenever i was in like high school and pe i would pull out my beat maker like with all the squares and buttons and i would try and recreate x beats and stuff and like everyone would be listening and i'm like yo check this out people pop and like it was so fun but um Tell me more what y'all are looking forward to for the talent show tonight. They both looked at each other like, oh, snap. He's talking I'm just hyped to play. Play live. I think it's just going to go crazy, and that's the part I'm looking forward to. Just the energy. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to perform. I haven't performed any of these songs live yet, so except for two of them. But I got four songs, so two of these songs I haven't played live yet. I'm excited for the crowd. And, you know, like, I'm hoping, you know, I can... Get one of those first, second, third things. You know that would also be pretty cool. So I'm just, I'm just, I'm just excited to be there. It's gonna be fun. I think uh, the Sam Motion talent show is really gonna be interesting because you have a lot of diverse artists. It's not all the same kind of music. Yeah. You have Amaya. Her artist name is Desiree. She's coming out on the show next week, actually, and she's gonna be performing. She has a song she sent in called "Clouded" and "Indica." So I was like, that's perfect for Sam Martians out here because you know. We're green friendly, of course. Shout out Modern Day Ham for the uh, for the jams, jam nights and jam sessions that they orchestrate. And there's a lot that goes into that. It's not just it's not just you know there and you know in the back to be the cool kids. It's no, it's so everyone can get a chance to really put their music and instrumental skills or vocal skills to the test because it's not really a stage, but it is a stage because sometimes you have a crowd of. 30 40 people in there and other times you have two people in there and so this past uh tuesday i was in there and i was singing and i sing very different music i don't i call myself genreless for a reason but to go into music and have no rhyme or reason or like a script to go on i think it's really it can be difficult but it also can be fun and the whole point of the jam sessions like on tuesday and wednesday kind of leads you into the weekend to get ready to just go out listen to music and have fun and so what are the are there any like nervous jitters that y'all have i mean oh yeah 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 it just happens it just i mean it's a part of performing though like i i used to do talent shows in middle school and stuff and even before i'm doing my choreographed dance i'm like oh snap we got 12 in the background our ems Shout out, some, shout out to whoever's not doing what they're supposed to do. Oop, no, I'm just playing. <laughs> but um, see, music is such an encompassing kind of collective in industry because you have your country artists, you have your blues, you have your hip hop, and so like, what would y'all? How would y'all describe hip hop congress? Um, 
I'd say it's honestly like a really it's a really good collective of people that know a lot about music and there's a lot of connections there as well. So everybody's helping each other out. It's a good place to get like feedback and definitely like grow, yeah. Yeah, it's like it's it's a good place for people to get feedback like you said and it's also kind of just like a safe safe spot just to talk about music and like feel connected and especially i will say in the hip-hop culture and community that's where it gets into the um yo is your song better than mine or am i better than you because it gets so competitive to the point where sometimes people look past you know being a collective or being a community and just last night i was learning about this website that was like a decade old and uh, it it was like the collection or something like that. And there was G-Eazy, there was Macklemore, there was all these artists on there. And on this one website, the, the, the headline for it was like, every single one of these artists are going to be something. And you look at G-Eazy and you look at Macklemore and Ryan Lewis and you look at all these artists like even Mac Miller. And they were on this collective or this page that just said, you know, these artists have it. I have two people in front of me, Kill James and Vesuvia, who are maybe well-known, maybe not, but in San Marcos, it doesn't really matter your background. It doesn't matter, like, where you came from. It's you putting yourself on the spotlight, whether you want to or not, and kind of just putting yourself in the realm of music, which is really hard for a lot of people. Um, Vesuvia, this is your first live performance? Uh. Third, third, life. third, but it's like going to be the biggest one yet. Okay, likely. so tonight at the mark, we have the biggest performance you've ever done. What is something you're looking forward to, and what is something you're like kind of thinking? The thing I am looking forward to the most is that I've never been able to play my own songs live because I've been playing with a different band. So I think it's going to be like really expressive. I guess it's just going to be really fun for me something i've been like dreaming about just playing my songs live that's like all i want to do music is a dream but you can make your dreams happen and i think if you just stick to it and stay motivated that's one of the key things with music is you know yes record yourself but then also just do freestyles and just experiment with it because a lot of it isn't supposed to be i mean you know there's like singer songwriters of course you know shout out billy eilish and you know phineas for writing their music the way they do but a lot of it comes from experience and like just putting your brain and your heart and your experiences on paper which is hard for a lot of people to do sometimes because it's like you don't really know how to express it kill james how many performances have you done i say i've done about like five or six okay so going into this one what are you looking forward to and how would you compare it to any of your other performances um like he said, this is probably gonna be the biggest one yet. Okay. Um. So, I can't really think of anything else with that. It's really gonna be the biggest one yet. All right. Well, let's take a sec to listen to "In the Desert" by Kill James, and y'all enjoy. Yeah. Uh. Lurking in the desert, 40 days, 40 nights, huh? Spread the money around like this butter on a knife, huh? They say reach the stars up far above, I get up a fight, huh? Rest in peace, my idols, hope our fate is unlike, huh? Wait. 
I'm not dead. Monotonous in my content. There must be AI, cause I don't got no cliche in my conscience. Even unconscious, heavily nauseous pockets. Find no quarterback. Low shot to be down, put a quarterback. Out of this world with a floor, I ain't put it back. Young boy grew up in a quarterback. Oregon me taught me to put a rack. Right around with your girl, that's for the rap. She didn't want to whip in a foreign bag. Design a two tone bust down. They got anxiety, don't found it. Get a crowd, it's down, it's a gun sounded. Shut down when the drama surround it. I'll put it on my wrist like it's a core size. I need more size in Oregon to do my core guys. So roses stick up on my dinner plate when I get the cake. Screw the government, they set my brothers up in that section eight. Then they come over here with them smiles, trying to come resonate. I don't play with nobody, be the sentences, only thing get that cake. Trying to be the best rapper in the world, ain't nobody hold that weight. Propane, iron parts, I'm a like a fighting car. Talking about my heart, cause these people live in satire park. Hard up on these rats, I'm my dog, go in the cardiac. Test me, he can smack with a backhand, got where he at. desert by kill james so tell me what went into the song of in in the desert like what was your inspiration for that song um what is it oh you're good you're good um so basically i heard that beat one time and i was freestyling in the car with my friends and like automatically i had like that awful moment that, like that that quick flow and i was like man i should go to the studio with this and then i just spent spent some time in there i was just recording it it was pretty fun it was just pretty fun. Every time I just go in the studio, I usually just sit there for a couple hours with my stuff. I try some flows out on the mic and then kind of just ride along with it. All right, so I'm going to ask you the same thing I asked Vesuvia. Who are your top three influences in your music? I would probably say number one. Number one would probably be like J.I.D. J.I.D. Okay, yo, he has some fast, fast yeah. music. Like... I- Especially like you look at like one one fifty one rum yeah one fifty one rum, like you you're struggling to keep up with that, but it's fast and you can go fast too, which I think is a huge talent to like pron- enunciate your words to where you can hear what they're saying, but be as fast as like flash like literally yeah, and then who else would I say? I would say X. That was like that's probably my favorite all time rapper. Out X honestly, that's like, probably my favorite mm. all time rapper. 
And then third, I'd probably put like Denzel Curry. Okay, yo, I love all. I see the the one thing I love about like learning y'all's perspective is X had his own genre. Like he really made like music that was super just real, like from his life and also relatable. And then Denzel Curry, he he has some really good flows and some really good raps and stuff. And I'll definitely say it's uh, sometimes a challenge in the hip hop community to keep it radio edit, but you know, and to be able to like you like like you just did, keep a flow, not even know. And no, I'm just kidding, but no, like you're just going fast and you're spitting music out like it's easy, and not I won't say like it's easy, but you make it seem so smooth, especially like when you're in the studio, you have that kind of that energy and it just comes to you naturally yeah hey <laughs> i want to say a huge shout out to the mark tonight for putting on sand motion talent show another shout out to spot on because they make technology easy to use also shout out to the porch for doing jam nights on wednesdays we love wild wednesdays they have a name for it but you know we're there to jam, not to make names of anything. And shout out Modern Day for putting on the jam nights on Tuesday. So we're going to close out this last little bit here with Nick Lamond, who's going to be the first up on the talent show. So wait, really quick, what order are y'all going? Y'all know yet? I'm on at 940. I'm at like 915. I'm the third one. Okay, so first we got Nick Lamond. Then the third we got Vesuvia. And then your number like what? Four, four, four or five. Yeah. Okay, and then we got killed James. So y'all enjoy all of those by Nick Lamont real quick. If it wants to play. Nobody knows choppy flows with some lyricism Hop and show sloppy joes and some criticism Naughty hoes, I got most that can 3D prism Painted toast, danger bros, y'all ain't gonna miss them I love shows, I bought rows to get some distance I shot those, she brought hoes, ain't gonna miss them I ain't gonna miss them I ain't gonna miss them But, 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 who gon' stop the system? Who gon' speak out when they go missing? Tell me, is it bleak or am I listening? All of our feelings that stay shifting. Yeah, a lost opportunity and knowledge that's been gifted. Raised up my spirits higher, yeah, they lifted. So when I speak, know that I meant it. And if you come back, just know that I meant it. Institutions and pollutions of the mind. What's that? What's that? So much gas and fog, I can't seem to find. That track, that track, backtrack into mousetrap, into mousetrap. We crash, but that's okay. No feeling when I'm high. I'm feeling a cry. I'm letting the give me wings and fly me up to the sky. I'm betting on stunts and things get rich and look fly. Yo, love me till die. I don't even know why. She just said that I'm that guy. Cause I is, cause I am. No damn, I'm the man with the plane, the blueprint, uh. Let's do this for real. Uh huh. Dudes will leave residue. I said, dudes will leave residue. Uh huh. Should've done it while you had the time and knew. Should've done it.
done it while you had time and knew All the opportunities you blew All the stress that ran through Conversations tell true That it was always in you It's all gone It's all gone